Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Boy, today is a day. It seems like don't nothing want to act right. Even Facebook Live is getting on my nerve right about now in regards to starting my live broadcast. So this right here is getting on my nerves. And I'm charging up my iPad, and it's saying I only got 15%. So I don't know how long this thing is going to keep me on because apparently my cords and stuff is just all messed up. <laughs> so you know what? I got a trick for this. I'm going to try to do Facebook Live on my phone because apparently it don't want me to go Facebook Live on my laptop. It looked like, oh, no, that just messed me up on that one. So I'm going to delete the the first post that was on here, and it won't even let me delete it. So I'm running into some technical issues right about now, which is fine. Now, if you want to join in today, as if you want to join me on the show, because today's topic is one of those topics where – I am going to be talking about relationship issues and not only just when we talk about relationships, but the trauma that individuals endure or go through as a result of being in a relationship. And so I'm going to change it and twist it to put it, I'm trying to put this on here and then Oh, you know what? I better not do that because then if I get cold, they're going to hear me. So I'm going to twist it and turn it around to where individuals are going to look at this from a different perspective, especially when it comes to relational trauma. Now, when we talk about relational trauma, I want to know how would you describe or define relational trauma? Many individuals have experienced trauma while in a relationship with another and did not even realize that there was trauma or the traumatic experience until sometimes years later. Or they start thinking about some of the things that happened, and they wonder, are they carrying this baggage? And why is it so complicated to let that relationship go, move on, or what is it that the person may just be holding on to, which is a whole different issue. Now, when we start talking about not being able to even acknowledge that they're dealing or have experienced some type of trauma, but relational trauma can occur within a close relationship, meaning it could be a parent-child relationship, it could be a work relationship, it can, oh, this thing is about to drive me crazy. <laughs> Oh, my God, I knew this phone thing wasn't going to work because people were going to start trying to call me on my phone, and that was going to mess me up. So let me see if I can go back on the Facebook Live this way because my phone just is not going to work for that because I get way too many phone calls for individuals, and this thing is telling me I got like 13% on my iPad, so I don't know what the deal is with this. Okay, so let me log on. So let me try to charge this up 
and let me see what I can do. Okay, we're back on Facebook Live. Okay, so we start talking about these issues when it comes to relational trauma, and like I said, it can occur within a relationship with someone that you're close to. Parent-child relationship, we talk a lot about childhood trauma, but we don't never really look at it in regards to the relationship that you was in with your mother or your father or your sister or your aunt or who, however and whoever initiated the act. So when we start talking about that it has a lot to do with the relationship, and it may not be called for just one single event, which it can, meaning something can happen that was very traumatic, that can have a lifelong impact on a person, or it can be perhaps a series of ongoing events that may have occurred and the individual is dealing with that trauma. Now, the trauma can be a result from ongoing abuse. It can be abandonment issues, enmeshment, just to name a few. Again, it can happen during childhood, during your teen years, and even as an adult. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, and a lot of times I hear individuals say, well, I had a great childhood, didn't have no problems, wasn't abused, wasn't spanked. I'd be like, Lord, if you wasn't spanked, you oof. But they may perceive that their childhood was great, but it wasn't until they entered into the dating realm that they notice that they start developing codependency issues or abandonment issues or jealousy or whatever the case may be, and then trying to unpack where this stuff is coming from can be an issue, especially while in therapy. Now, when we start talking about these um, things of the abandonment, the admission, just to name a few, and when we start talking about the trauma, the impact of the trauma can cause difficulties in other relationships, and it can last a lifetime if an individual don't address it or get the help that is needed to either help them be able to communicate, to either learn how to forgive, or to learn to move past some of the things that they've experienced. Now, when we experience trauma at a young age, it can also impact how individuals relate to one another later in life. And like I said, it can cause difficulties in adult relationships, but relational trauma can cause anxiety, depression, and PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. I tell my son all the time, boy, you be triggering my PTSD because he give me PTSD whenever I see him. <laughs> Let me stop talking about him before he pop up. But the thing is, when we start talking about this, help is available. It really is. But you got to want the help, and you got to be honest, and you got to be open, and you got to be willing to look at things from a different perspective in order to change how you view the trauma that you have endured. I heard T.D. Jake say when I was listening to one of his sermons, what happened to you is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. And once you acknowledge that, there's some things going on in your life, some behaviors that you're repeating, and you don't even know where to start, go talk to somebody, go get some help. It's not a bad thing. So to join in on this conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because a lot of times individuals may not even be aware 
of how their behavior may be impacting other people. It is crazy that my lap, my iPad battery is low and it's being charged up. <laughs> I guess it's time for me to upgrade my devices already. Apple getting on my nerves. Really, I'm glad I'm stocking Apple, though. So when I do go buy another one, I got to worry about it. So when we start talking about these things, again, if you want to join in on a conversation, give me a call, 516-387-1914, so we can get started with the show before I start calling people and asking them a bunch of questions about this topic that many individuals probably have never even thought about, never even considered it, because I heard a person say one day, I was so busy blaming other people, I never realized that it could be because of my experiences that I endured while growing up or from being in certain relationships. Just a thought. And a lot of times individuals don't realize that. So I'm looking for some information that I had sent to myself. It looks like everything's in the cloud, but I'm not trying to get it out of the cloud. So I have this thing. I went online, and I found what's called a relationship trauma quiz. And this quiz asks in-depth questions about certain things within a relationship. So if you want to even just take the quiz, it's interesting how things today, it says if you've undergone trauma and want to understand how it may be impacting your relationship, take this quiz. And it's just called, it's on Well Mind Counseling, and you can Google it, you can look it up, and just take the quiz just to get some insight in regards to knowing if you are in a toxic relationship, if you are in a relationship with someone that you are related to and you feel like you can't separate yourself or detach yourself from this particular person, there are things you can do. Now, when we start talking about some symptoms of relational trauma, and I'm going to say, I don't know how long I'm going to be on Facebook Live because my battery is telling me that um, it's about to die pretty soon. So I'm going to, I don't know if it's this cord, I don't know what it is, but apparently this thing is not charging. But seven ways when we start talking about childhood relational trauma manifests itself in teens because a lot of times with kids, when kids have been traumatized, they act it out by having anxiety, separation anxiety, they cry a lot, they may not want to eat. Some kids may develop eating disorders. Some individuals may start self-mutilating. These are just to name a few of some symptoms. But seven ways that childhood relational trauma manifests itself in teens, and this is coming from an article with Newport Academy, and they indicate it says they have boundary issues. A lot of times because of that trauma, individuals have difficulty setting boundaries. They can have poor self-esteem problems. Difficulties maintaining relationships, meaning because of what they experience, they may project it out on other people. They may, this becomes their core belief system. They may, that's the way they view themselves, the world, and others. But it can develop and have difficulties maintaining relationships. And in some cases, people think, oh, well, if I treat them this way, they'll never leave. Oh, my, mm -mm, that ain't true. Another thing is substance use disorders and self-harming behaviors, which I brought up, learning and cognitive difficulty, mental health 
issues. The depression, the anxiety are all a part of mental health issues. Physical health problems and also feeling suffocated, meaning that trauma and that traumatic experience can leave one to just feeling like they just being or feeling suffocated. Now, I'm looking at this article, and it says, what causes relational trauma? And we kind of talked about that. And relational trauma occurs when there is consistent disruption of a child's sense of being safe and love within the family or their family structure. The most common cause of this disruption is either abandonment or enmeshment, meaning they feel abandoned by someone or people are all in people's business. And this can be caused by one or more parents or caregivers. And the parents and caregivers whose behavior creates what's called relational trauma do it so on either unknowingly and sometimes it can be intentionally. In addition, in most cases, their abandonment or admission is a result of their own untreated relational trauma. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show is because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And a lot of the times we repeat behaviors and it becomes a pattern because we think it's okay. It's not okay to pass down your trauma to somebody else. And so that cycle can continue through generations. I mean, we have what's called generational trauma to where this happened to your grandmama, it happened to your mama, and now it's happening to you. And we just repeated it. Now, we talk about the physical or emotional abandonment. There are two types of abandonment that can happen when we talk about relational trauma. And they are physical abandonment and emotional abandonment. And that is huge in a relationship especially when we start talking about individuals with codependency issues and individuals that have a lot of jealousy going on and individuals that have difficulties with boundaries. Now, let me log off to someone just called in, and then I'm going to touch on what I was just talking about. Hi. Hello, Jeanette. Hello. How you doing? Hiya. Yep, this is me. How you do? I do. I do what I do what I do. My eyes still red, but I do what I do, what I do. I'm looking at my iPad. My battery is going down, and I'm charging it up, and it's not making any sense. None whatsoever, and it's about to, I ain't going to let it drive me crazy. But if you see me on Facebook Live playing with this cord, I don't understand how I only have 7% on this dollar iPad, so it may take a kick, quick me off. Okay, Mr. Ed, so we talk about relational trauma. What's your definition of, how would you define relational trauma? Because that's something we didn't even, I know I didn't know nothing about. Relational trauma? Uh-huh. That's something that that's something that comes along with the with the territory. Well, you get in a relationship, you're gonna have trauma. That's just Correct. facts. You know, whatever True. relationship, you're gonna have trauma in a relationship, period. At some point. It's at some level. But what anybody say you... say say no is 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 on drugs. <laughs> but here we go though. The trauma impacts people differently because some people don't even realize that it was trauma. They think that it's natural and that it's normal, and this is what people do, and they pass it on. And then people start dating, and they be like, scratching their hand, like, what the hell is this? Where did this come from? Why do you feel this way? Or what? You know, when we start talking about abandonment issues, 
I had a person tell me one time that I was taking their abandonment issues and using it against them. How that happened? I'm not. Uh-uh. Now, we start talking about, and I want to talk about the physical abandonment, may occur as a result of divorce or death, one parent no longer physically present to care or bond with the child. And sometimes when we, we don't realize that when we meet someone later on in life and they may have experienced the loss of a parent at a young age, they may feel that they have missed out on something. And they may be afraid, and this may affect them when they become a parent. And then we got the emotional abandonment occurs when a caretaker constantly disregards or fulfills or denies a child's need for acceptance, boundary, and guidance. And if the person has emotional abandonment and they get into a relationship with someone and they say, well, you don't make me happy, uh, happiness is a choice because they never regulated these, these issues of abandonment. What is your take on that, Mr. Ed? Because sometimes these are things that we overlook. Well, I believe the main reason that you have trauma in, in relationships is based on what the stuff that you just said. People have stuff that they bring to the table with them that you don't mm-hmm. see until it's there, okay? Everybody is an individual. Everybody has had individual experiences, good and bad, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it, you know, everybody is is a um, – we're all um, – What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's that word? Darn it. Um, well, it comes to me. Uh, later on, I'll be like, there it is. Um, uh-huh. But we're all, oh, formulaic. <laughs> That's the word. Uh-huh. We're all formulaic beings, okay, which means that everything we go through, we absorb, and it becomes uh-huh. part of us, okay? Uh-huh. And so this is why you have issues in relationships because people come to the relationship with, you know, past feelings or uh, uh, um, letdowns or disappointments or, you know, previous traumas and things of that nature. Okay, mm-hmm. all that's this is what you're getting when you get involved with a new individual. Mm-hmm. Everybody has that same type of a form. Everybody has their own unique formulaic makeup. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But you know what? A lot of times we would say, or I remember one time my daughter told me one time, I'm trying to find a cord, Ed, because my, my laptop is about, my iPad is about to just go dead. I'm at 9%, and I can't, it is, but um, I remember one time my daughter told me, she said, Mom, most females have daddy issues. You don't have daddy issues. You got mommy issues. And I don't think my mother really realized how she was traumatizing her girls. And she called herself trying to make a strong and tough and da 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 But that was trauma. <laughs> and I didn't even know it was trauma at the time until I started working with clients and ther- being a therapist, and I started hearing, and I was like, ooh, that wasn't really. It was normal in Compton, but it really wasn't normal, normal. Now, I was looking at something, and they had what's called the big E's and the liberties. Because we got some things that are big trauma, like abuse, abandonment, you know, tragic incidents, and we got the little T's, which are things that could be kind of traumatic, but we kind of get through these things, you know, because help is available. Well, the thing is, if you don't get the help, and we know that relationships are an essential part of, of a life, 
we got good relationships, something that some people aspire for, but we got abusive, toxic relationships. And the abuse and the toxicity is what leads to the trauma. And it can also, with the trauma, it can manifest itself in adult relationships and create other health-related issues as well as make a toxic, unhealthy relationship appear to be normal. When we talk about parent-child relationships, some things that we see now, that's just the way it's supposed to be, Mr. Ed. But that's some people's reality. And then when individuals address it, they may become defensive. They may be ashamed. And, and you really can't be ashamed of, like I said, because it's not your fault, some of the things that happen. But these are some of the issues. Like I said, it talked about individuals can have boundary issues, self-esteem problems, difficulties maintaining relationships, substance use disorder, self-harming issues, mental health issues, physical health problems. So when we start talking about how relationship, relational trauma affects connections, one area that is typically affected by relational trauma is the way individuals react to various types of relationships. How you react? And then suffocated, acting clingy. Those are things, you know, I was listening to a person speak last night, but they, and they were talking about insecurities. Insecurities are not sexy. You know, sometimes people think, oh, well, they're just a little insecure. But sometimes that becomes over the top, and part of that is because of some of the trauma that they may have experienced in their life and even with relationships. Now, Mr. Ed, and I, I keep calling you Mr. Ed, I'm so, I always be saying that, Mr. Ed. When we talk about understanding relational trauma, Sometimes I tell individuals, everything is not for you to understand. Some things we just have to acknowledge. We got to acknowledge it, and we got to move past. Oh, we got to move past it. So when we start talking about relational trauma results from abusive behaviors occurring within intimate partner relationships, the trauma can stem from emotional, physical, sexual abuse during a relationship. It can produce prolonged psychological and physical effects. Now, this article, when I'm looking at it, and it describes it in regards to PTSD, they talk about PTRS, emerge as research study individuals at the end of an abusive relationship and found symptoms that were similar to PTSD. And I always tell individuals we talk about PTSD. PTSD is not what happened, it's how you felt when it happened. When I started coming up with this topic, Ed, and I was thinking of some of my relationships, boy, oh, boy, you know what? I'm glad I survived. I'm, I, it's like the old saying, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through. What's your take on that, Mr. Ed? This thing got <laughs> What's your take? Um, that's, that's, um, that's a big question. I'm going to take on that. There's a lot of stuff I to take know, on. I know, Mr. Ed. Uh-huh. Um, well, like I said earlier, you know, you know, we're all formulated beings, you know, you know mm-hmm. we become been through, you know, and, um, 
Um, but what you said about the big T and little T, I've, I've read articles on that too. And, um, you, you know, you have those big things that are just major, you know, situations and, that occur. And you get the little mm-hmm. small stuff, but it still wasn't cool, you know. Correct. And, but they're much easier to get past than the big stuff, mm-hmm. you know. But no matter how small, it's still, it's still in our fabric somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's going to affect us some kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't care if it's something that happened to you when you was eight years old, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get 60, you're still going to feel something about that at that moment. Mm-hmm. Something, you're going to see something, so something's going to happen that's going to remind you of that moment and how you Correct. felt and what went down, et cetera. So mm-hmm. it depends on the situation, you know, mm-hmm. and how well you dealt with it, how you saw it, your perspective and things of that nature. Now, mm-hmm. what you were saying as far as uh, people getting help, the majority of people don't get help on every trauma, traumatic issue that happens in their life. That's just sure. not a thing. That's yeah, very mm-hmm. unlikely that people going to get, there's no possibility to be, you know, treated for every traumatic thing that happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with getting therapy, but it's still not going to, you can't, you, there's, there's so many different things that happen. Just getting therapy right. one time is not necessarily going to solve it. Because it's, it's so true. many and different you know things. It's, so, it's like it's like an it's, onion. It's like like so many layers. You know. I tell people this, Mister Ed. When people bring that stuff to me, even in therapy, it didn't happen overnight, and it's not going to be changed overnight. And a lot of times, individuals are so stuck into their feelings, and they want to blame other people. And I'll tell them, you're punishing yourself for something that you're going to have to work through in order to make your life and your conditions better so that it's for you, not for them. And a lot of times individuals just want people to acknowledge what they did wrong to them, and that may not even be the case because some people don't even know. Like I said, it can go from generation to generation to generation. So, no, if I have a bad breakup, it doesn't mean I'm going to just run to the therapist because I had a bad breakup or because me and my sister or whatever – they did something or somebody did something or said something that traumatized me. Um, uh, Paul, do you have a charger for my iPad? It just went dead. Okay, this thing about to drive me crazy. So, yeah, my whole thing just well, looks like you might have to go off. Look like you might have to go off the cuff then, right, Doc? It just cut me off because my charger, I, I don't know, I, I, me and Apple, the whole iPad thing just went dead. The whole plug, the cord don't even work. Oh, wow. Well, so why don't you show him, why don't you show that, that, that IE machine, that IAI machine who's boss, and you just just talk off the cuff. I am talking off the cuff. I've been talking off the cuff because this thing, this, it ain't nothing wrong with the cord. It's not charging. Do you know where another charger is around don't here? Have a, none of us have iPhones. How y'all don't have an iPhone? We all got Androids. Is that an iPhone charger behind you? It is, but that's for the other thing. It's not for the iPad. Okay, Mr. Ed, so these are kids see me. It still should work on it. It ain't working. Mm, maybe it's that piece. Can you go to my room and grab the other in the corner thing like this? I'm going to have to go to the Apple store. Okay, Mr. Ed. 
that's traumatic for me. I just got kicked off of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, now now you need a therapist for that. I do. I I, I need a therapist. I got kicked off of Facebook and it traumatized me. Yeah, but this is about end. Let me see that end. Let me see if this works. Okay, Mr. Ed, did I just switch the whole thing, or did I just put the same cord on here? No, you switched the cord. Okay. I can't even think and function right about now. I am just so done with this doggone thing. It's getting on my nerves. Okay, Mr. Ed. So when we talk about trauma, and we talk about relational trauma, and like I said, a lot of times individuals are not even aware of how their unresolved stuff may be impacting a current relationship. So sometimes we may see what other people may not see, and and sometimes we kind of blame ourselves or we hold on to things that is really there's no need to. Or either we have been there for so long, the person we make excuses, Excuses to justify why they are doing what they're doing, and that's not healthy. That is so so not healthy. Oh, I broke it. I break every day. I stuck it in there and I stuck it in there too hard. <laughs> Mr. Ed, I'm tearing up everything around here. I done I done tore up my speaker. I done messed up the iPhone. Yeah, it was brand new. I'm taking it back to the store. I don't even remember. I don't even know. I'm in another. I ain't even worried about that. Did that work? Yeah, that worked. That card worked. I'm back on Facebook. Hold on. Figured it out, Mr. Ed. Hold on. Oh, you found a way to fix that? Oh. Uh-oh. My niece's boyfriend fixed it for me. You going to charge it up now? We good now. And I got 1% on this iPad. We good. But I got a question for you, Mr. Paul. Relational trauma. What comes to your mind with relational trauma? You done left me. I guess I'm going to be on my show today. Okay. Yes, I have a question for you. How would you define relational trauma? Uh, Sometimes it can be everlasting. Okay. Sometimes it can be. In a person's mind. Mm-hmm. Well,
Because sometimes when we're in the trauma, we don't even know we're in the trauma. We don't even know that the, we have what's called trauma dumping. Sometimes people will trauma dump on you, and it, it kind of goes like the song when they say, don't trust a big button and a smile, and you think they got it all together, and you find out they just tore up. They, they got all kind of issues going on. And then the issues get brought into your life, and then you're trying to and then you're help. Study, you're studying pushing that trauma that they didn't get you on know, somebody else that you're dealing mm-hmm. with. Whether it be in your job, in your, mm-hmm. church, in your, in your family relationship, in your friendship relationship. And here's the deal. Relational trauma can incite feelings of rage and anger towards the abusive partner, too, because you can take it out on somebody else that don't deserve it, and the aftermath, the traumatized person also may experience fear, guilt, shame, disgust, sadness, and find themselves reimagining the trauma. Now, the signs of relationship trauma may include flashbacks, something kind of reminds them of something like a trigger. And when we start talking about the flashbacks are vivid, intrusive thoughts related to traumatic situations, or they can be incredibly distressing and cause the person to feel as if they are reliving an event, and these intrusions may be repetitive and unwanted. That's why I tell individuals you can't love and hate at the same time. If one was in a traumatic relationship and in a marriage, and if they don't heal, they can get into a rebound relationship. And in that rebound relationship, they may not realize that they are reinventing, reinventing, I mean, recreating that trauma to somebody else or what they experienced with the past relationship. They can have feelings of fear or distress. A person may experience anger, fear, stress, anxiety in a relationship. And this can lead to avoidance of the triggering situation event a person. You got the guilt and shame, which is what I talked about. Feelings of guilt and shame can make a person feel isolated or detached from others, meaning establishing meaningful relationship may prove complicated, as these emotions may be accompanied by hopelessness, stress, anger, or fear. And you see how fear keeps coming up? Nightmares, trust, difficulty. Feelings of guilt. Now, well, you know, you know, Jeanette, that uh, on that on that point that you made about uh, rebound relationships, as I am I have experience in that area, because I did do that once. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, a rebound relationship is when you get into another relationship right after another one that you haven't gotten over yet. Mm-hmm. That's what a rebound relationship is. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, mm-hmm. you can still you can still bring issues from other previous re, uh, relationships into a new relationship, but True. a rebound is one that you just like you rolled into another relationship out of another one. That's what and a you rebound know what? is. About rebound relationships, you give it no break. Find another one. Go get another one. One monkey don't stop this show. And a lot of times, individuals have difficulty healing because they don't even know when they've healed. They have no idea. And sometimes things can re-trigger that pain to where it can remind them of someone else. Or, you know, if you had a person like being cheated on, that can create trauma. It can be traumatizing. You know, I've never been on somebody. But that could be traumatic for some people. Yeah, this this, this is what it is, and this is what it is, Jeanette. You got some people think the best way 
to solve a problem. They have a relationship, you know, problem and relationship. The best way to solve that problem and relationship is just to leave it and get into another one. And that's the problem. Because what it is, first of all, once you get out of that relationship, you need to give yourself some breathing room so you have time to think, contemplate, figure what went wrong. Okay? So when you get into a new relationship, you already know what went wrong in this one. Okay? Uh-huh. But if you just jump right, you know, jump out of this one and jump right into another one, you haven't given yourself no time to evaluate nothing. Uh-huh. And then the first time you see something similar in the new relationship, you're like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. just like the last guy or well, woman or whoever. You know? So that's what, yeah. what the whole term rebound relationship means. You haven't given yourself time to contemplate, to think about it, you know, uh-huh. what went down. Mm-hmm. Breathing room. That's true. And a lot of times with this, is people are afraid to be alone. They don't know how to be their own best friend. Or they think that they have to be connected with someone, but they don't realize that if you're toxic and you haven't healed from your habits and your hurts and your pain, somebody else go feel that. You will take it out That's on true. somebody else that don't deserve it. Yeah. You will that's true. Yeah, that's true. You got some people just don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I'm looking at something, and like I said, it talks about examples of relationship trauma. We know, like I said, it's a form of abuse, physical harm, an assault, and emotional abuse, gaslighting, manipulation, or control. Now, you know, a lot of times, Mr. Ed, a lot of individuals don't even realize when they're in a toxic relationship. They really don't. And even though they will normalize it, I do the, I work with individuals that are more perpetrators, not the victims of domestic violence. And when we talk about domestic violence, what makes it domestic is the relationship. It can be verbal abuse, physical abuse, emotional, sexual, financial, spiritual, but people don't go to jail for that, more of if it's just more physical is what most people get arrested for. But the physical, before the physical start, you got the verbal, you got the emotional, you got all that going on first. And you got the cycles, you got the honeymoon period, then you get the tension building, the battering, the honeymoon period again. It's this vicious cycle that people go through. But even though they go through that, many individuals minimize the event. Oh, they didn't mean it. Oh, they justify it. Oh, I'm going to give them a second chance. But it says, what should you do if you recognize these things in yourself? You know, how do you know, Mr. Ed, if you may be having prolonged trauma from something that you may have experienced or endured? You know, I, I work with men, and men may have mommy issues where they felt they couldn't trust their mother, mother, or they may not want to have forgiven their mom for something that they saw their mom do to their dad, but then they will vow and they take this over into a relationship with somebody else. How would they even know that they're doing that, Mr. Ed? Well, yeah, I mean... As I said earlier, I mean, you got people that's got all kinds of uh, things that they carry with them, you know, that they uh-huh. picked up from day one. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, it could be the way that they're, 
their mother or father or somewhere in the family treated them as a kid. Um, you know, it could be a lot of different things. You know, there's all kinds of, there's a lot of different abuse stories out there, you know. Yeah. And um, so that's something that could, you know, follow somebody. And um, so, you know, you know, like I said, it, it, each individual reacts to the same thing differently, you know. Correct. So it depends on that person's Correct. perspective and things of that nature. So. You know, as I was doing this and I was thinking about it, I think, thought about my trauma as a childhood. And I could say, and I always say whenever I go see Gladys Knight, I can't stand when Gladys Knight sing Midnight Train to Georgia. I love songs. Mm-hmm. I like the words that neither one of us want to be the first to say goodbye. Like the song. But the trauma of it was watching my mother sitting in the living room crying with my father, and he went to Georgia. And she played that song so much. <laughs> oh, Midnight Train to Georgia. That song got on my nerves. So when I was dating and when individual would leave, they would think I would be mad. I, mm-mm, I watched my mama do that. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. So sometimes we do have stuff that we never addressed or worked on, and sometimes we don't know where it's coming from. I never knew how that song impacted me as a child to when I started or when I was married and um, just watching that, seeing that. And how we kind of repeat some of the same things that happened in our life that we didn't like. I remember our pastor told me one time, what we don't defeat, we will repeat. And what you going to do when it's your turn? You know, and so sometimes we have to, we can learn from it or we can ruminate in it. I remember one time my cousin said, he was on a show, and he said, sometimes we can sit in SHIT so long you don't even smell it no more. You're used to it. You're used to it. But I also understand how that relational trauma can lead to abandonment and attachment and clinginess and all of these things. And people don't realize it's because of something you saw, you heard, or you experienced, either at a young age, sometimes within your lifespan. And then even if you had a healthy childhood, your first love can lead to also relational trauma of how that relationship went down. It's a whole other issue. But it's the relationship that you have with the person. And some individuals have had multiple relational traumas, Mr. Ed, to where they just kept the pattern over and over and over again. What is your take on that when you start seeing that in regards to you see that people are still recreating the same type of um, trauma in their life? Are they looking for it? Well, you know, let me say this. I've heard that uh, terminology before. You know, oh, you keep repeating the same thing over and over. You know, you, you know then they'll, they'll ask the question, you know, that old question, which I hate that question. What's mm-hmm. the definition of insanity, you know? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same result. That's 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 one of the dumbest things I ever that's the, one of the stupidest things to say to somebody. You know, stop saying I'm insane because I keep getting traumatized. <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily my fault. Okay? That's just like that's just like telling a woman that they were raped more than one time 
that it's her fault she's getting raped. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, you, you, you got to look at the situation. Look at what's going on. Yes, the person might put themselves in a position to be, mm-hmm. you know, dogged out or put in, you know, or whatever. But that doesn't mean that's just who they are or they're looking for it. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of women that are abused. They end up with abused men, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes multiple relationships. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's what they're looking for. They're not necessarily looking to be abused and then looking mm-hmm. for somebody that's going to take care of them and show them love and whatever, and then he ends up being somebody different than she thought, okay? Mm-hmm. I can kind of relate to that because, you know, I've been through multiple, not multiple, I wouldn't call it multiple, I'd see a few relationships. <laughs> I like the multiple, that sounds kind of crazy. Um, I've been through a few relationships where I thought, you know, well, this time, this one's going to be different, you know, she seemed to be more like what I really want, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, like I told you a while back in another show, you know, that people wear a mask, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes people will become temporarily, the person mm-hmm. that you that you're looking for, okay? Mm-hmm. They they create a mask, okay, to mm-hmm. fool you, okay? And so this happens. That doesn't mean you're foolish. It was just that you you you, you were just fooled, okay? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're foolish. That makes sense. Yeah, and and that is true. People will put on a facade. People will wear a mask. People are. A lot of people are not very authentic, and they're not who they claim to be. And I get that. And then when we start seeing these things and knowing when these things are showing up or when you start seeing it, you don't just run. You don't just go hide. You have to address it. I see you out there, Miss Joanne. You can chime in in regards to relational trauma. Now, I want to – I'm looking at something that I saw – when I was looking for the, the information last night in regard to the show, and it talked about how childhood trauma shows up in adulthood. And I want to give the listeners some information because then that way they'll know if it's trauma, if it's something that's just in the head, or, you know, are they being delusional? But the way the childhood trauma can show up in your adulthood is in mental health issues such as obsessive-compulsive disorder, anxiety, depression, trust issues, meaning if you could not trust or you felt you couldn't trust your primary care providers, your parents, your family, why should you trust somebody else? Fear of abandonment. See, I didn't have the fear of abandonment. I was already like, "Mm, whatever. And and my whatever attitude came from me hearing my mama play Midnight train to Georgia over, over, over again got on my nerves. So I didn't fear the abandonment. I was expecting the abandonment. Then you got unhealthy coping mechanism, constantly feeling like you're not good enough. Anger issues can occur when individuals have experienced childhood trauma and it shows up in adulthood. Toxic perfectionism, meaning... You are trying to be so perfect to us is toxic. And chronic guilt and shame, those are just some ways that they indicated how childhood trauma can show up in adulthood. What is your take on that, Mr. Ed? I agree. Okay. The other information that I 
ran into and came across when I was looking up this information. When we're talking about relational trauma, these are some of the things that came up. One, monitor mood around you and then adjust accordingly, what some individuals do. Feeling of need of self-sufficiency that can lead to social isolation. So sometimes with relational trauma, you'll find social isolation. You'll find poor self-esteem, lack of confidence. Take too much responsibility for the other's emotional needs, meaning that they try to find, and you said, what about depression and codependency? Depression and codependency can also be a part of the relational trauma, Joanne, in regards to sometimes individuals can slip into depression or they can become codependent. Codependent doesn't mean that you're dependent on a person. Codependency is when you make an investment into someone else to try to hope to get your emotional needs met, meaning I am overcompensating. I, if I make you happy, maybe you can turn around and make me happy. Those are some codependency issues. So hopefully that answers your question. Okay, I see you just text. Okay. The other thing that they talk about is with, when we start talking about with the relational trauma, and it goes to the fact that individuals um, avoid conflict. Sometimes people try to avoid conflict. Or they may have a hard time managing emotions and experience unreasonable outbursts or major mood swings. Mr. Ed, that's huge. Because when you start talking about these mood swings and you wondering, well, I didn't do this to you, you're taking it out on me. Those are some things that, that happen when we're talking about this. And they also may struggle with substance dependence, other mental health problems like anxiety, depression, or long-term health issues without a recognizable medical cause. They seem like they're a hypochondriac. It's another way of putting it. Always sick, always got something going on. So my question is, Mr. Ed, because a lot of times you can, in a relationship, what I do is I try to bring things to people's attention. I don't just point it out and then the other person feels as if you are attacking them or that you are re-victimizing them. But the thing is um, you want to make sure that they are aware how this may be affecting you. And especially if it's becoming a constant battle or a fight. And you got to also determine if the relationship is even worth the fight. Some people should not be together. Some individuals, it ain't your job to try to fix what's going on with them. Now I'm looking at something that talks about seven steps to heal your relationship after a fight because some relationships cannot be reconciled, but some can. Now when we start talking about that, it's the first thing they talk about is immediately after or during the fight, Take an intentional time out. Take a break. Take a break. Now, the break doesn't mean go find somebody else to date. It doesn't mean go out and, and act a fool and do something that's totally out of character, but you want to take a break. Another thing you want to do is when the time is right, extend what they call an olive branch or learn how to apologize. Also, apologize to yourself. I tell individuals, don't say you're sorry. But apologize. I mean, if I've done something to offend you, 
it basically was not my intention to offend you. Now, if I did something on purpose, and I know I did it, and I meant to do it, I would still apologize, and I would apologize based on the fact that what I did was wrong. And I should not have done that, but I see the impact that it had on you. Another thing that you could do after a fight to heal a relationship is actively listen to your partner perspective and acknowledge any hurt you've caused. Share your side without pointing fingers, but we like to point the fingers. And when things have definitely calmed down, return to the root of the issue. A lot of times, Mr. Ed, we dance around the issues because we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but we got to get to the root of some things. And work together to find practical solutions. And if you keep having the same argument or have trouble finding a solution, sometimes that's when you need to go to couples counseling to get a, a mediator. Or And just because you're in couples counseling doesn't mean that the person or the therapist can take your side, but they give you tools to work with and get you to think. What else would you want the listeners to know, Mr. Ed? Because I'm going to go into the top 12 signs. It's time to move on from that relationship before you become the next victim. What do I want the listeners to know about... Right. About what exactly? In regards to relational trauma, uh, if it if a person is impacting you, or let's say you may be impacting another and don't even know, because I didn't realize how some of the things that I learned in my learned behaviors have an impact on other people, and one of the reasons that I've learned is people felt I wasn't emotional. I didn't show them that I cared. I didn't, people couldn't get any action out of me. But that's because I saw too much. I saw an overly emotional mama that got on my nerves. So I kept mine to myself. People never really knew how I felt about things. Well, yeah, I, I see that. Like I, like I said before, I, like I, you know, it all comes down to the same thing, you know. Um, um, traumatic, um, uh, you know, events, you know, are things that that do stick with you. They become part of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. To them now, it uh, of course it doesn't matter on the level of the trauma and what type of trauma, et cetera. And it also depends on the perspective of the person and how they how they absorbed it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. some people absorb stuff different. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have you can, you can have two kids that witness a traumatic event in the household, and they both you know, absorb it different. Mm-hmm. You know, one kid can grow up, you know, being having nervous issues because of what they saw in the house, while the other kid can be like, "Oh well, that's just something that happened. I'm gonna move on with my life." See, so it depends on the individual and their 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 individual makeup. Mm-hmm. Once again. You know, we're all from the leg, and we all have our own, you know, perspectives based on how, what we saw, what we felt, et cetera, and so on. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that has a lot to do with it. So the same thing when you come into a relationship, you know, based on whatever you've been through before or what mm-hmm. you've seen, heard, or what's your perspective of something is going to affect how that relationship flows. 
and mm-hmm. also how the person that you're with interacts with you or how they come off to you or how you mm-hmm. feel about them, about things they do, say, or whatever the circumstances are. Right. So all this makes a difference. <laughs> Joanne put on here, sense. of course. Here's the deal, Joanne. I mean, I'm called Joanne. Even though people can they still may not have a detached from whatever the issue was that they were dealing with. Divorce is not always the answer. You may divorce the person, but you still got to heal from the event that transpired so that people won't take it into another relationship just because they divorced the person that they were with. Now, I'm looking at something, and it talks about top 12 signs it's time to move on from a relationship. The first one is when you live in the past, memories more than the present. So if a person is constantly in the past, it's not going to help your present or your future. The second one is when a relationship brings you more pain than joy. If you are hurt more than you're happy, that's a problem. When he or she expects you to change, they they don't want to do the work to work for themselves. When you stay on expecting he or she will change, don't always work. When you keep justifying his or her actions to yourself, when he or she is causing you emotional or physical or verbal hurt, trying to move on, when the same situation issues reoccurs, even though you try to treat it, we call that, that ain't a mistake, that's a habit. When he or she puts little to no effort in the relationship, if you're doing all the work, then that's a one-sided relationship. When your fundamental values and beliefs are different, is a problem. When the relationship holds you back, hence preventing you both from growing as individuals. They say a relationship is healthy when I can be me, you can be you. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. If you're not growing, and you said in some cases you have to heal separately, you do. You can't always heal with the person that hurt you because that takes a lot of work. Another thing is when you stay on expecting things to get better and when neither of you feel the same way about each other, time to leave that alone. Leave it alone. Mr. Ed, I know we're running out of time, and I know I got a two o'clock, I mean not two o'clock, a three o'clock appointment. But when we talk about relational trauma, address your trauma, talk to somebody about your traumatic experience, see where this may be playing a role in your life. Don't pass it on to your children as well as your partner, because I heard a person say one time about trauma. I asked them, when, when did you decide to get some help? And they said, well, my husband and daughter told me, stop bleeding on those that didn't cut you. And that was deep. Because a lot of times we take that traumatic experience and we traumatize other people based on what we did. They were both, both going to cut her? Do what? They were both going to cut her? No. The woman said she decided to get help when her daughter told her and her husband told her that you're bleeding on the people that did not cut you, she had experienced relational trauma from being molested by her brother. 
and always wanted the existence of her mother. So because of that relationship was traumatic for her, she was taking the molestation and the abuse out on her husband and her daughter, and they weren't the ones that hurt her. It was the brother that did it. I believe the brother had mental health issues, and the mother didn't want to address the mental health issue with the brother, and they were from another country and had like 12 kids. So the mama had her own stuff going on. So that was a relational trauma that was the trauma was built into her marriage. And her daughter and her husband was for it. They were paying for what she went through as a child. And she didn't realize it. And so she wrote a book entitled From Pain to the Penthouse, or to the, from the penthouse to the palace, that's what it was. And she was on the show a while back. So when we start talking about this trauma, Trauma is this buzzword, but by that same token, the event can be big or it can be something small. But it's how your core belief system and how you look at it and how it's impacting your life. Well, that's kind of like what I said earlier. I mean, it's about, it's about the perspective of the person that they that experienced that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Their perspective. But also with their perspective can have an impact on their behavior. And how they even people. Of course it's going to have an impact because it's part of, it's in their fabric. Correct. But even though it's in their fabric, once I tell individuals to change the language and you address it and you see that just because I got hit in the eye with a baseball doesn't mean I should be afraid of all balls. Meaning just because this happened to me I shouldn't be afraid to go outside and play, or I shouldn't have to keep talking about what happened to me with my partner if I've healed from it. So the healing part is the process that we have to go through so that we don't keep spreading the pain, okay? So, Mr. Ed, I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate it. And I found a cord. I found a cord. I found a cord that worked. So my iPad is charged. <laughs> That's good to hear. That was a pleasure. The base part was messed up because it was plugged in the wall, but it wasn't working for some reason. So we got that taken care of. So, again, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening here to Precious Predicaments Talk Talk Radio. And I don't know what the topic is going to be tomorrow. I have no idea. It'll mean call up tomorrow. So I'll figure that out. So, again, thank you for joining. Appreciate you. And enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.